0: People skills are an important part of your technical know-how. Welcome to Service Calls, a podcast brought to you by Heritage Parts in partnership with Food Service Equipment Reports. And each month we talk to experts and fellow service techs to bring you the latest news and tips for use on the job. I'm Rob LaFrenz. And in this episode, we're going to talk about delivering great customer service, a walk-in cooler install flub, and we're going to get some of your tips for streamlining repairs. Joining me, as always, is Food Service Equipment Reports Managing Editor, Allison Resendiz. And for our first guest, we're going to go by phone to Dallas, Texas, for Refrigerated Specialist Manager, Katie Green, who's all about customer service. And Katie, why is delivering great customer service especially important for service techs in the field?
1: Well, I think for technicians, you know, they are hands-on. Their expertise are fixing the equipment, you know, making something that doesn't work, work again. So checking in, I mean, something as simple as checking in with the customer, you know, whether it's the owner or the manager or whoever's at the job site, checking in with them when they get there. Like, hey, you know, my name is Katie. I'm with RSI. I'm here to look at this piece of equipment. You know, is there any other issues you're having with anything else that I can help you with while you're here? I mean, something like that is small. um, But for the customer, it makes them feel like, you know, hey, they really care. They're not just, you know, some other company coming in, trying to make money, trying to, you know, cheat us. It just, it allows the customer to feel like we are here for them. Great. What's in it for a tech to offer great customer service? Well, really, it just, it, it ups what they bring to the table so you know this industry there are great technicians and if you can fix a piece of equipment and you know we have all these customers just bragging on you and how great your tech was and that's just ups your game that that's your your you have all the power basically i mean that's like the whole package what company doesn't want a tech that can communicate well with the customer and fix the equipment I mean, that's what we're all looking for.
0: So you said earlier, and I can totally relate to this, but uh, customer interaction. It's not always at the top of the list. Uh, you know, you're a tech. You get to the job site. Your job is to fix that piece of equipment. So, you know, for those who maybe struggle with the personal interaction, uh, how can one overcome the challenge to become that tech that uh, everyone's looking for?
1: Um, I, I think for a technician, if you're just on your own looking for it, definitely there are... Um, little mini online classes for customer service that you can you can just you know search on the internet for and most companies if it's something that you feel like you're weak with and you were like hey I really need to work on my customer service skills um, but I'm just not good at it let your you know your manager at your place of employment know and see if they have any tools or anything that they're utilizing or maybe that at least bring it to their attention, like, hey, I struggle with this, and I know some other techs do, can we have some kind of customer service training? Uh, I I don't see a lot of companies saying no to that. If the techs are asking, um, you know, our our techs are what keep us going. They're the heart of this whole industry. So if they're saying, hey, this is a need, can you all help us out? I think most companies are going to figure something out. Katie, as a company, have you done anything to recognize techs that go out of their way or really step it up in the area of customer service? We created something, we call it the shout out wall. Basically, it's like a reward program. If a uh, customer uh, or even a colleague, a coworker um, gives you praise, and this isn't just for the techs, you know, like maybe we get an email from the customer uh, when we send them the invoice saying, hey, your technician, was really knowledgeable. He explained things. He was great. Okay, well that tech gets a shout out, and it's kind of you know like a kudos that the whole company does. And if you get three shout outs, you get you know you get a gift card or something. So it's kind of like a challenge. Um, you know, if you can get them motivated, that's one of the the ways that we've utilized that seems to help. You know, everybody wants a shout out.
0: Yes, we do, right? All right. Thanks again for joining us, Katie. That was Refrigerated Specialist Manager Katie Green. Next up, it's from the field. And in this segment, we get tips from techs like you who get up close and personal with the equipment. And we're going to go on the phone to Albany, Georgia and SAM Service Service Director Daniel Owens. And Daniel, you responded to a call from a school that had a pretty new walk-in cooler that wouldn't stay at temperature. What did you find when you got there?
2: So when I got there, I found the uh, the temperature wasn't really too far off, but it just wasn't cycling correctly. They had the initial installer. I made a few errors with the wiring, and those were usually corrected. And I got the cooler down to temp, and then I found some other issues when I was doing my, you know, my final check, make sure everything was set up right.
0: And when it comes to those issues, you really hadn't seen them before, right?
2: Yeah, it was a it was a system with a single condenser and dual evaporators. So the first evaporator checked out fine. You know, the superheat was good, pressures were good, and everything was rocking right where it should be. But then I jumped over to the the second evaporator to check the superheat on it. And my pressure still, they were they weren't that very far off, but it, my superheat was just it's just doing something weird, you know, it's like I didn't have any refrigerant flow.
0: So this is now turning into a two man job and you told me you kinda let it simmer for the night and then came back with your uh, fellow tech. What did you find
2: when you got there? We monitored the, the unit and uh let it pump down and when it was pumping down, notice on the evaporator that the, the liquid line started frosting up which is something you you never see and uh that let me know something something was going on bad wrong in that one that one evaporator but with them teed together like that they're not really isolated from each other so at that point what we had to do was find out where the restriction was and knew we had the restriction just didn't know exactly what it was everything in the evaporator seemed like it was working as it should the solenoid and everything was working right So at that point, what we had to do was pump the system down and start opening up the lines at different spots where we thought the uh, restriction would be most likely. And we ended up finding restriction on the suction line on the back of the evaporator. And then when the evaporators come from the factory, the factory seal, the liquid end, the suction line are. And the initial installer, they just probably got in a hurry, shoved a coupling right over the top of that suction line without ever cutting it open. And uh, they brazed it up and... Turned it on and, you know, having enough evaporator in the system, give them a false kind of positive, you know, give them the illusion that the system was working when, in fact, you know, it was only half working. So what did you do to fix the problem? We just had to uh, go and and open up the the line like it should be and and, uh, put the line back together and then, you know, pull a vacuum and, and recharge the system. And from there, it operated just like it should have so
0: when all is said and done did you come away from this job with uh, any bits of wisdom that you'd like to share with other techs
2: when you're setting up a system especially a, a brand new system like that you just have to check you have to check everything you have to check both evaporators especially with a dual evaporator system like this and you just have to do a thorough check of all you you, you know you got to make sure your, your thermostat's set right make sure your superheat's right make sure your low pressure switch is set right it's just all the things that you're supposed to do you just have to make sure to do them because If you go down your checklist and check everything like you're supposed to, if you got any flaws, that'll let you find them and let you get it corrected.
0: Good story, and I appreciate you sharing. That was SAM Service Service Director Daniel Owens. And now we go to the segment that we call Nuts and Bolts. This is where we get tips and advice from techs like you who spend their day out in the field. And today's topic is all about streamlining. And first we're going to go to EMR Installation Field Supervisor Zach Howard.
2: I wouldn't really say there are any true shortcuts to making a proper repair but researching and bringing parts associated with the customer complaint can save unnecessary travel time and cost.
0: Next up, is Clark Service Group Field Supervisor, Jason Quinones. I believe that there are no shortcuts to productivity, but there are some good productive habits that we can follow. On the field, I invest in innovative tools that increase productivity, like electronic uh, refrigeration gauges. These gauges provide me more data than standard gauges. I also use evacuation hoses that decrease the amount of time to evacuate a system. But one of my favorite ones is the free apps out there. There are a lot of free apps that manufacturers have, and I tend to use those pretty often. Jason says one of the apps he uses is from a parts distributor, and it lets him search serial numbers to verify the warranty status. And we have one more, and it comes from Smart Care Master Service Technician Walid Mana, as read by my colleague Ron Brown. Being able to work on several pieces of equipment at the same time is a help. For example, you can delime a piece of equipment, and while it's going through its cycle, work on a second piece of equipment. All right, good stuff. Thanks to everyone for your contributions. We seriously appreciate it. Uh, next week's topic is with all of the advances in equipment as a service tech, how do you keep up your skills? We'd love to hear your thoughts on this week's topic, and we now have a number you can call in to leave a message. Yeah, we're pretty excited about it. It's 312-788-7618. That's 312-788-7618. You can also email or record a voice memo on your phone and send it along to servicecalls at fermag.com. And that's it for this episode of Service Calls, brought to you by Heritage Parts in partnership with Food Service Equipment Report. We'll be back next month, so be sure to follow and subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. I'm Rob LaFriends.